Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today is day three here of Activision Blizzard and covering the California lawsuit against the major video game publisher. My hope is that this channel doesn't just turn into California versus Activision, but as long as there are news items each day that I think are important and are good for updates as to what's happening with respect to the state of play at Activision, we'll continue to do these videos. And that state of play has in fact changed even since we did our video yesterday. Now, if you weren't here for that, we did a video talking about Activision's struggles in putting together a cogent set of messaging either to the public or to its own employees. And that struggle was manifested in three separate emails that apparently went out to Activision's employees that they should have known would be leaked because in this circumstance, they obviously would be. And in particular, the last email from Fran Townsend, their chief compliance officer, that had riled up the Activision employees, riled them up because it took a very hardline stance. It said that Activision was doing everything properly. It said from Ms. Townsend that she was very happy to be a part of a company that takes a hardline approach to inappropriate or hostile work environments and sexual harassment issues. That the response as articulated in this particular email to Activision employees was, California is crazy. We know we're in the right and we're going to fight it. You see here at the end, rest assured that leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace, and we cannot let egregious actions of others, whether they're referring to California or harassers or discriminators, is unclear, and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. And she goes out there with this and a number of employees at Activision had been circulating stories of their particular instances of problems at the publisher. And they found this to be anathema, exactly the opposite to what they were feeling about this particular lawsuit and really felt that leadership had betrayed them by fighting against it in this manner. Note, States come after companies for any number of reasons all the time. And this particular kind of response where you tell your employees that the state is crazy can work in certain circumstances. But it was clear before this letter was ever circulated that Activision had some work to do to get cogent messaging about how it felt about these particular allegations, what it was going to do about them to make its employees feel like they were at least in part acting on their behalf and Activision by going out there with four or five different kinds of messages failed to do that, which is why we saw also discussed as part of that video yesterday that the employees started to denounce the corporate statements on Twitter and social media. We pointed out when we were talking about this article yesterday that it was 20 employees that were referenced in it. And since then, things have gotten worse. As part of this, we started to see folks talking about work not getting done at Activision. I don't know what to do, says Jeff Hamilton, one of the designers of World of Warcraft. I don't have all the answers. I can tell you almost no work is being done on World of Warcraft right now while this obscenity plays out. And that benefits nobody, not the players, not the developers, not the shareholders. Activision's response to this is currently taking a group of world-class developers and making them so mad and traumatized they are rendered unable to keep making a great game. And this sounds like a legitimate response. If you've ever been in a crisis circumstance at your university, at your workplace, in your home, obviously, it's very difficult. It's distracting to get done whatever you are supposed to be getting done productively. But it's also a signifier that there are bigger and bigger problems with the employee base at Activision Blizzard 
and that manifested itself over the last 24 hours or so. Writ large, here we have an article in Vice entitled Activision Blizzard Employees Say They Don't Trust the Company to Keep Them Safe. And as of the time of this article, which is a mid-afternoon yesterday, we see a reference to 800 employees at Activision Blizzard who've signed an open letter. And Bloomberg was the first to leak the news. It says, over the weekend, we drafted an open letter to our leadership that is now gathering signatures from across our organizations and have been working on next steps. Now, there's the first kind of interesting point. It's unclear what across our organizations means. Is it just Activision, Blizzard? Is it just Activision Publishing? Is it just Blizzard? Is it all the companies that work with and for and are subsidiaries of Activision? That's not obvious. It's also not obvious in the California lawsuit exactly where they think they're claims extend to in the Activision Blizzard family of entities, because as subsidiaries, wholly owned subsidiaries, they are assets of the company. They are already at issue in a lawsuit like that, but they aren't separately named outside of a number of references to Blizzard itself. These employees say, we intend to demand change. And then they provided this open letter to Vice. And we're going to look through it. To the leaders of Activision Blizzard, we, the undersigned, agree that the statements from Activision Blizzard Inc. and their legal counsel regarding the California lawsuit, as well as the subsequent internal statement from Francis Townsend, are abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. To put it clearly and unequivocally, our values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. And I think we're going to look at the next paragraph here, of course. I think what's happening here is that a certain contingent of employees who have dealt with issues at the Activision headquarters or otherwise themselves or know people that have or have talked it over over the weekend have decided that this response from the company that is essentially a slightly more vetted version of the response that the company gave directly after the lawsuit was filed about essentially how the lawsuit was meritless, it was distorting facts, the allegations weren't true, is the wrong way for their leadership and the company to approach this specific issue. Now, we also talked yesterday about certain of Activision's messaging going out there, and we described it as, I feel your pain, and trying to say that the allegations are disturbing and it's an emotional time and a sad time. Clearly, the employees aren't buying that. I wouldn't necessarily either. It's very corporate speak that came out of those two specific emails from the presidents of Activision and Blizzard, respectively. And when you get to this point, the Fran email, it does sound like what Activision intends to go out there with. And what we see in the next paragraph is exactly that, that they don't like this defensiveness to these allegations. It says, we believe these statements, the statements made by Activision Blizzard, have damaged our ongoing quest for equality inside and outside of our industry, categorizing the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubt on our organization's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first. Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organization. Now, we're going to take a step back, right, because I've been on the corporate side of communications, thankfully not of this nature uh, and at this high level with respect to something happening at Activision Blizzard. But we do note that although the employees reject the stances as effectively false, the Fran email does say what you would hope a company would do, saying, hey, we take a hardline approach. We do these things. We invest in all these programs. We have all of this. We have fair compensation policies. We can demonstrate all these things. That is 
right? You want a company to be able to do those things. And yet what appears to be objected to by these employees is the defensive statement itself. As a lawyer, this is the kind of thing where I have to step back and say, you know, you're talking about people, you're talking about employees and morale and good feelings at your company. Because as a lawyer, I look at this and say, well, you got sued over something. If you legitimately think that the allegations are distorted or false, uh, you can have that as your defense. In fact, I would expect it. Uh, one of the things I would ask the employees in respect of this letter, and I'm not taking anything away from them. I think if you have to follow your conscience on something like this, you have to sign this. You have to go forward with what you believe your uh, company should be, what your career should be. If they're failing you, you have to sign up for things like this. But as a lawyer, I look at it and say, well, what if they're distorted? What if they're false? Certainly the number of people that have signed these statements can't attest to the veracity of things that are alleged in that particular lawsuit, not to their entirety. And, and the lawsuit itself, remember, if you've been in virtual legality for us for a while now, you can go and check out our first video talking about the lawsuit itself, is not just targeting those specific instances. It's in fact asserting that Activision Blizzard is willful, malicious, intentional in its capacity as fomenting harassment and discrimination. And so it's very natural for Activision Blizzard, even if they are bad at potentially keeping down discrimination and harassment and deserve the book to be thrown at them in certain important respects by the state of California and others, can look at a lawsuit like that and say, well, we are certainly not willfully or maliciously or intentionally or oppressively keeping women's pay down, keeping women out of the company, deliberately fomenting sexual harassment against women. And so, as we've stated before, the state of California has reached so far in their lawsuit, they've provided a space for Activision Blizzard to be able to make the claim that obviously there's some other way to determine exactly what happened at Activision Blizzard and that the lawsuit isn't a undistorted version of the facts at hand. Now, the employees here are essentially saying Activision shouldn't have defended itself on those grounds. And I don't know that I can agree with that. I can certainly agree that Activision Blizzard has not properly communicated what it wants to do. And I would never, ever, ever have communicated in the same fashion as they did when the lawsuit came out or in the Fran email, because I think you can say, even in that email, we find the state of California's interest in avoiding discrimination and harassment an important thing that they do. We don't want discrimination or harassment anywhere. And if they identify things that we can help correct to make this a safer and better place, then by all means, we will take those steps. But we think that the vitriol and the way that this company is described in that lawsuit is a bit mistargeted. And we look forward to continuing with this process so that we can help establish the company that we know that we are and that we can be. That kind of thing, a little bit more uh, optimistic, a little bit less defensive and vitriolic might work a bit better. But as far as this paragraph goes, I don't know that you can take away from somebody the ability to say, well, I, we don't think that's right. And I get where the employees are coming from to say that casts doubt on Activision listening to people. I think that's a legitimate concern and certainly something that Activision Blizzard should have to face and deal with their employees at their company. Uh, but I do have at least a legal, a lawyer's problem with notions of we're not allowed to defend ourselves on those allegations are false. Our company executives have claimed that actions will be taken to protect us. But in the face of legal action and the troubling official responses that followed, we no longer trust that our leaders will place employee safety above their own interests. 
to claim this is a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit while seeing so many current and former employees speak out about their own experiences regarding harassment and abuse is simply unacceptable. And here we just have effectively a statement that says, you can't claim this lawsuit is meritless because look at all the stories that are out there with problems specifically on this front with the harassment and abuse claim. Like many other aspects of all this, you don't see a lot of discussion of the bulk of the California lawsuit, which is about discrimination in pay primarily, as well as termination and promotion decisions. What you see is discussions of this harassment concept. And again, I think that Blizzard Activision can say it's meritless and irresponsible in respect of the discrimination claims if they feel that they have the data there. We really don't see that being argued in social media or on the internet very much while still getting into trouble on the harassment and abuse side of things uh, because they haven't made many good defensive points about what we are seeing on social media. We are seeing those stories. And again, you can get into legal details uh, and all these kind of small issues about what time they were, exactly what truthfulness we should afford them. I don't want to go through that process. I certainly wasn't in the room and Activision Blizzard should be going through that process on its own. But it's worth noting regardless of how a lawyer feels about this paragraph, regardless about how someone looking at it purely analytically in this paragraph might say, well, you know, it might be meritless and irresponsible in certain key respects. It doesn't much matter for a corporation if you've lost the faith and belief of the people you're asking to make your products for you. That's why yesterday's video was important is when you make these kinds of problems for yourself. You lose the ability to control the messaging, and it's not unlikely that employees will come out with something like this. Finishing off with their letter, we call for official statements that recognize the seriousness of these allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. We call on Frances Townsend to stand by her word to step down, and I don't think we had any indication that that was, in fact, the case. That might have been a separate email. As executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's Network, as a result of the damaging nature of her statement, we call on the executive leadership team to work with us on new and meaningful efforts that ensure employees, as well as our community, have a safe place to speak out and come forward. We stand with all our friends, teammates, and colleagues, as well as the members of our dedicated community who have experienced mistreatment or harassment of any kind. We will not be silenced, we will not stand aside, and we will not give up until the company we love is a workplace we can all feel proud to be a part of again. We will be the change. And that's the letter that is being circulated, as I understand it, right now among certain factions at Activision Blizzard, certain organizations within Activision Blizzard. And as I mentioned, you can see here that this was 800 employees, and this was reported on at places like Vice and Polygon and IGN and Kotaku. And then something happened, and that was that it got reported in bigger and bigger outlets. Here's CNN Business. Activision Blizzard employees signed petition denouncing company's abhorrent response to lawsuit. See it here at 10.40 p.m. Monday, July 26th, yesterday, so a little bit after trading. That'll come up in a second. Pressure on Activision Blizzard is mounting as more than 2,000 current and former employees signed a petition slamming what they see as the video game company's abhorrent and insulting response to a California lawsuit. Now, 2,000 is a big number, and there's a little bit of math here that's happening that I think is a little bit unclear. It's worth noting that this is referenced in the slug line here for CNN as current and former employees. So when we talk about Activision Blizzard having 9,500 employees, what you can't do is what, of course, IGN did immediately, which is they updated their article that says 
CNN reports that the open letter has now passed over 2,000 signatures, meaning over 20% of employees at the company have now publicly backed the statement. Because sure, 2,000 out of 9,500, we can do that with 10,000. We know that that's more than 20%. Unfortunately, they aren't giving any credence to the current and former employees of Activision Blizzard. And so we can't actually run the number 2,000 against the 9,500. It's certainly substantial. It's certainly worth noting. It's certainly having an effect on how people think about Activision Blizzard and what Activision Blizzard is doing. But it doesn't mean 20%. It doesn't mean something that we can mathematically say as part of the company because we don't know exactly how many people ran through Activision Blizzard to get to 9,500 as it stands today. Uh, if you do have that information, feel free to leave it in a comment to this video. I don't know how one would find it because you're going to have turnover uh, pretty frequently at a company of that size. But suffice it to say, you've now got days and days and days of not just the California lawsuit, not just the messaging issues. You now have an open letter from the employees. You have people tweeting out that they don't know that they're getting work done. And one of the questions that was asked of me pretty frequently on the shows that I have been on in the past couple of days, people wanting to talk about this, is what change can happen if investors don't react? What can happen if the stockholders don't care? Because Activision Blizzard's a publicly traded company, and I think people are rightly informed that for the most part, the most important thing at a company like that is its stock price, making sure its investors are happy, making sure everything is moving in the right direction. And I said, well, you know, investors are pricing in what they are seeing as it happens. When the California lawsuit is filed, investors don't know quite what to do with it. It's novel for the video game industry. The stock price doesn't really move. The messaging issues start up. Stock price doesn't really move. This letter goes out yesterday. It starts being reported on at CNN Business, Business Insider, Forbes, Washington Post, all these really big places where folks with money that invest in companies can see it. And then a funny thing happened, as you can see on the thumbnail already, as I've highlighted here on this webpage, we've pulled up the Google Activision Blizzard stock price. It was $90 at the end of yesterday. And as of right now, a couple of hours into trading on July 27th, it's at 83.48, which is a reduction of 8% or so. We look at the market cap of 65 billion. You start talking about $500 million. You start talking about a half billion dollars of evaporated value based on this kind of thing. And this is stockholders. This is investors looking at the situation and seeing that Activision is losing control of things. That we don't know what's going to happen with the lawsuit. We don't know what's going to happen with respect to any potential settlement, whether there'll be future mediation. We don't know what Activision Blizzard intends to do. As investors, as people on the outside, what we can tell right now when CNN starts reporting on these kinds of things, when it starts hitting the mass media after the kind of initial reaction to the California lawsuit itself is that a number of people think this is very, very bad. And you see the mob of investors kind of moving here with an 8% reduction in three hours of trading. Will it go up? Absolutely. Certainly could. We don't know what's going to happen in the stock by the time this video uploads. But it looks now, for those of you that have asked me the question, I've been asked this a lot of times in the past three or four days, that investors and the stock market in general are starting to take account of something that they feel is a significant problem at Activision Blizzard. And I would characterize that problem not necessarily the way you would want it, which is that the problems that are alleged in the California lawsuit are what is being reacted to. Instead, what's being reacted to, in my opinion, and it's just opinion, is a lack of faith in leadership in the leadership's ability to communicate with its employees, in the leadership's ability to manage employee expectations and to understand what their employees want to hear, 
And in that, probably calling into question how leadership is going to deal with the state of California, this lawsuit, and the potential ramifications of something so significant for what it is that the company does on a day-to-day basis. So for those of you that were waiting for this, this morning, July 27th, is the day that the stockholders, the investors started really looking at this and saying, hmm, we're not so sure. And we'll see if there's a buyback. We'll see if something else happens. Honestly, this story continues to evolve day by day. We're going to get an Activision Blizzard response before too long to that initial complaint from California. So that could be another day of potentially making investors happier, making them much sadder. And we'll continue to watch the stock price, Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard employees as this story continues. I will probably be making a playlist on this. We'll see. Usually I wait for a few more videos before I do that. But certainly it appears to be a story that will continue for the foreseeable future. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about business and law of technology, video games, pop culture, please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Patreon. We've got other ways to support it. You can check out in the description or otherwise just subscribing, commenting, upvotes, even downvotes. All help YouTube find us Tell your friends that we're here having these conversations. And if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it instead as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.